You've got the mic. Anything you'd like to say? Just the process. All right, so welcome to the, well, we're going to say very first, because we're having a bit of a name change episode of Processing from the UK. Um, now, this podcast before was called Sixers Bobby Podcast, but I am joining forces with uh, Ben Glasspool, who runs the uh, Sixers UK page on Twitter. So we thought, let's not be greedy. Let's not make it all about me for a change. Uh, and let's, let, let's call it Processing from the UK, which we think is quite kind of a fun name. Um, so yeah, as I said, I am joined by Ben. How are you doing, Ben? Um, I'm doing okay uh, after the Memphis game. Perhaps not brilliant, but you know, I'm getting by. Yeah, not I, too thought, bad. I think uh, the idea of, well, let's wait until Sunday to record because the Sixers would have played and Harden would have played. That seemed like a really, um, really good idea at the time. But um, all it's kind of done is piss me off a little bit more. I don't know about you. <laughs> No, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. It's been a really frustrating 24 hours. Um, yeah. It's been a frustrating week, I guess. Yeah, it's um, been a quiet week. It's, nothing's really <laughs> happened. Nothing's really happened oh. in the Sixers world. I, I was I was thinking yesterday, I was just like, is there ever a quiet week being a Sixers fan? I just, there just it's isn't. It's not possible. It's not <laughs> possible. And um, listen, I'm sure anyone listening to this can tell by the title of this podcast, we've got one thing to talk about. Um, and his name's James Harden. And uh, where do we begin? I mean, it happened. It happened at long last. James Harden, you know, it kind of happened out of nowhere as well, didn't it? It felt like we were, yeah. we were in for the long run. It seemed like almost like he was settling in at the Rockets. That's what we were hearing. Like he was almost talking politely about them. Yeah. Um, and then what day was it? It was four days ago now. Was it Wednesday? Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. Late, late this week. Out of absolutely nowhere, it we heard a, an interview, didn't we, with with Harden, and he didn't speak very politely about his teammates, and his teammates didn't speak very politely about him. Yeah. And within the space of what two hours, two three hours? Yeah, I think he just sufficiently burnt the bridges at Houston so that he had to be traded. Um, yeah, which that was is, a, it's that clever. Was it's clever work, it, albeit not you know the nicest thing you ever do as a player, but that's just what you've got to do. On unfortunately no he well and truly nuked it didn't he just for mm. what I've, I've waited long enough I'm, I'm pushing this now whether you like it or not and that just shows you didn't it how powerful the players still are oh yeah um but anyway yeah it was kind of like it was shams reported that hey this this looks like it's gaining a little bit of speed and it's it's really between the sixes and the nets which we kind of knew at that point i think we yeah miami and uh, boston were not really going to pursue a deal considering how much they had to give up um and i don't know about you but well, i mean throughout the whole thing it looked like it was a sixer still to lose wasn't it for a long while yeah, i thought i just i just thought we had the package um obviously the nets were quite meticulous about it they got other teams on board because obviously houston got oladipo in this who is an all-star um so what what we had over the over the nets was we could offer them an all star, and then the nets found a way to get someone else in board so that they can offer the same thing, but it's just not one of their players. Um, it was it was mental, and obviously it came to that two horse race towards the end where it was between us and Brooklyn, and I was very much prepared, like I said, for it to be us. 
And I think the issue, because I think when we chatted last time, I, I gave my reasons why I didn't want this trade to go through. And I've been the bigger person. I admitted, yeah, I was wrong. And my opinion did switch. I think it was after that first Miami game. Mm-hmm. Um, where Ben was atrocious and then you saw how good Joel was and you're like, he needs to be pairing with another equally as good player. But um, when I um, was looking at the Shams thing and I think the issue from what I can gather was the Maxi side of it. They wanted Tyrese Maxi as well. And I think what's annoying is that if we did this deal before that Tyrese Maxi game against the Denver Nuggets, I think Tease, Ben and a couple picks would have been enough. It's just post that game when everyone realized just how good he is they wanted him and that was essentially the be all and end all but you know of course brooklyn did also offer a, a treasure trove of picks that we could not match mm. and i wouldn't want us to match because that's what seven picks seven first rounders yeah so. 2027 is it is that when it ends or something yeah it, it, i think i think yeah when the, the when um when that last pick conveys i'll be 29 years old which is kind of frightening to think about but <laughs> and kevin durant <laughs> will be 39 i think yeah so. Um, yeah, it's it was a weird one with that Maxi thing, and I, I can't get my head around it because I know we we're biased as a Sixers fan, but it was always kind of thought about around the league that if you offer Ben Simmons, that's it, the trade's done. Like I know there was obviously going to be more in terms of picks and you know Matisse and other people like that, but it was always like if Ben's on the table, James Harden becomes a Sixer. Now Ben yeah. was on the table. You know, I kind of questioned it when the deal went through to, to Nets eventually. I, I kind of thought, well, maybe Ben wasn't on the table, but it's very apparent that he was. Obviously, Ben's actually spoken about it now, and so everyone. And it, I agree with the whole Maxi sticking point, but then part of me thinks that, was it really Tyrese Maxi that stopped that deal happening? I can't, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love Tyrese Maxi, but I, does Maury really say no to that if he's, if he knows that Ben Simmons was already on the table, like, I, 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 yeah, it's hard, it's hard to really figure it out because we don't know the full timeline of it. No, but um, I think I do think Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxi, Matisse Thybul, and say three or four first rounders is a bit much. Um, yeah. But then, it, then the thing is, is that if we were trying to match or better the Brooklyn offer, it got to the point where we couldn't unless we did something ridiculously crazy, you know? Because like I said, mm-hmm. it was it would have to be Ben, Tyrese, Matisse three or four first rounders to match the Oladipo and however many first rounders they're going to get out of that. So um, that was a real struggle. And I'm not sure because you, you keep hearing all these you know, contrasting reports that, oh, the, the Rockets never entertained trading um, with to Daryl Morey because of his, his previous with them. Or then you hear, oh, it was always near enough done to the point where Ben Simmons' agent told him, you know, best get packing up. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to really pinpoint what went wrong, but you, all we can do is speculate. And for me, it was... I think when you started adding Maxi to it, it, it just got a bit sketchy on the Sixers' end because it just got too much. And I think it's because Brooklyn's offer was so ridiculous towards the end. No, this is it. And like, I know we've read um, the same thing from Keith Keith Pompey, wasn't it? He was saying that, as you said, the agents were pretty much notifying the players that they were going to go. Um, I I agree with you. I think at some point, Daryl Moore probably did just have that Sticking point, you know, we all know he is in love with James Harden. Like, there's no mm. doubt he would have done everything he could to bring him here. But I know Max is a rookie and stuff like that. But then you have to look at it and say, what Brooklyn gave up yesterday gave up the enti- their entire future in terms of picks and stuff like that. But they got rid of some nice players. 
yeah. but not players that were really going to, you know, by letting them go, it didn't damage their title hopes. Where for us, you're letting Ben go, you accept that. You're letting Matisse go, you accept that. But then when you let Max, it's suddenly like we're giving up picks and also depth, a lot of depth as well. Yeah. It was like, that that was the thing that scared me about it. Now, you know, I wanted a deal done. And I would have accepted, I'm still st- sticking by it, that had Maxi have gone, I would have winced, trust me. I would have been like, oh my goodness, is this the most dangerous deal ever done? But I would have accepted it to get James Harden. But there, I do agree that with a lot of people, including yourself, that had you have done that, it's like, well, okay, who's next kind of thing. It's like, mm. you know, if you've given up Maxi, that's some shot creation gone on the bench and you haven't got any picks to kind of do anything else. So, uh, I mean, it's a polarizing you, one. It really, really is. Now I I'm, listen, I'm gutted that we didn't get James Harden. That's the entire thing. We saw it last night, just what that guy can do. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people have forgotten that because of the way James Harden has acted. And I'm not forgiving any of that. I don't think he's handled himself well at all. And I think that scares a lot of people, doesn't it? When someone starts acting out, you think, well, that can be us in a year. You know, if we go out in the second round, what's to stop James being a dick and doing this to us? And yeah. we give it, and we give up our entire future and we're stuck. But, yeah, I, I mean, we should have done it in my eyes. I understand why we didn't, because Taurus Max is a nice player. Do you think, though, that there's any truth to this? Maybe the Rockets kind of fucked us over a little bit. Maybe they just thought... I tell you what, we'll give Maury, we'll make it public that Maury's put Ben Simmons on the table and done this and done that, but we're not, we're not actually going to do a deal with the Sixers. But now he's got to explain to Ben. You I, I, I don't know, but I mean, when I heard that this was the case of you know Ben Simmons almost traded, I'm almost kind of glad that he was notified of this and he realised just how close he was yeah. to um to going because I thought this could be the, you know the catalyst for change and I I still kind of hope it is but he hasn't quite responded in the way I've I've hoped but I think I, I mentioned it in one of my videos is that in previous years Ben Simmons has been able to not hold the Sixers to ransom but he was able to get his way because we are so adamant we don't want to trade him and we don't want him to because there was those those few rumblings that he might go to the Lakers or something so we were all quite worried obviously of course as a result we would appease him to make sure that he's always happy. Now it's got to the point where the ball's in our court that we want more from him and we expect more from him. And if we don't get it, we're going to find someone else who will do what we want. Mm-hmm. So that means I think it forces his hand to say, I need to be better at certain things. And I'm not just saying, you know, three point shot. I mean, getting aggressive. I mean, reducing the turnovers, being sensible with the ball when he's got it in late game situations. It's mm-hmm. just little things like that. And so I was, I've been hoping that we'd get the response that would show that he's, you know, he's ready to make the necessary changes to ensure that he can help this team win. And these last two games, I haven't seen it as of yet. I mean, people that will look at the box score will say, oh, he's, he's you know, he's turning it around. He's not. I mean, you just got to watch the games to appreciate that, that, you know, the box score isn't everything. Mm. But if it's gone public, like I said, I, I, I welcome it. I think it's almost a challenge to him to just, you know, get his head down and really make the necessary changes. Yeah, I, I mean, the good news is, is that, because my biggest fear is when I saw that notification come through that he'd hardened had gone to the Nets, my first panic was shit. Because, you know, I know Ben Ben isn't the type of guy to scream and shout, but what if he turns around and goes, well, I want out now? You know, that was my fear. So to hear that he was happy not to have been traded, he didn't want to go to the Rockets anyway, that was a relief. But 
I'm going to ask you something now, right now, because I believe it. Do you think that Ben Simmons is on borrowed time as a sixer now, as a sixer? It's definitely getting to that stage. Um, everyone's getting frustrated with him. Um, people have stuck their neck out for him. Coaches, fans, teammates. Everyone's been, you know, defending him for so so long now. And all we've wanted is just a bit of repayment. That's not me saying we need him to just turn to um, Steph Curry overnight. It is a bit of improvement. And look, yeah, defensively he has improved. And people that say he hasn't improved since his rookie year are just that's nonsense. He has improved because he's become one of the best defensive players in the league. But what we want is is simple things. And I, again, I talked about it in my video for the last game, which is will go up soon enough. I look at Shake Milton, and he's come, kept, came into the fray what about a year and a bit ago, and he's improved so so greatly. Like probably the most improved player we've had for over this last year. He's gone from a you know a on the periphery of this Sixer team doing very little to now he's a huge part of our offense. And it's the little things that he can go to the line. He can go run to the rim and finish at the rim. And he finishes it very efficiently for someone who's six foot two. And I look at Ben Simmons and I compare Shake Milton. Shake Milton has is six foot two, six foot three, and he weighs less than Ben Simmons. Simmons is always six foot 10. Ben Simmons is ambidextrous. He can finish with both hands. And I then look at Shake Milton and he's doing these things that Ben Simmons isn't. So I look at that and I'm like, well, why can't you improve like this? It's definitely doable. We're not asking you to do something crazy. We're just asking for improvement. And someone's put in the work. Someone on the same team has put in the work to improve. And someone on this team, Ben Simmons, who's getting paid like, well, a max contract player. And he's getting treated like a max contract player, like a like a um, franchise player. And he's not putting in the work to improve. And I think that's one of the most frustrating things for myself when I see those people improving. Shane Milton's on a million million dollars a year. Ben Simmons mm-hmm. on thirty odd, and we aren't seeing the same levels of commitment and improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's a frustrating one. And listen, I I know that you aren't, and I'm not. We're not, we're not suddenly Ben haters. I still love the guy. Mm. Um, yeah. I think I think he is on massively borrowed time now. I really really do because I think. That has to be the biggest warning he's ever received that, you know, Daryl Morey doesn't care who you are. You're, if he feels that there's something better out there, you're gone. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, as you say, there isn't enough effort to become that better player. Now, the way I look at it, and I'm not just trying to be a, a negative fan or anything. I enjoy watching this team as it's built now. I enjoy it. And if we go out in the second round, playing the way we're playing, I'd have had a blast. But I honestly believe that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid only one player is holding up his end of the bargain right now. Yeah. And I just don't see it from Ben. Those two are good enough. Like, they are good enough, probably, but I just don't believe that Ben is good enough to elevate it enough to make us those serious contenders. So the answer is, you either accept Ben as he is, as the player he is, that's that's him, there's his ceiling right now as he is, and you have to go and try and find another th- piece, which we had, and his name was Jimmy Butler, and we blew that up. Or you trade him away. And the the fear is, Ben, is every single game, is Ben's trade value not just tumbling right now? A, the Rockets didn't take him. That doesn't help his trade value because the Rockets decided that picks were more important. Yes, there was a, a lot of picks that could be very, very good from the Nets in a few years' time, unprotected, obviously. But they still picked the picks over Ben Simmons Matisse Thibault and a few picks. Do you see what I'm saying? Is that not hurt his yeah. trade value? I, I think it is. I think his stock is plummeting. And 
look, I, I do want to, you know, open this by saying what you, you just alluded to. We do still like the guy. I do want him to succeed. I do think there's a lot of, there's more good that outweighs the bad. But like you said, the whole, he knows that all it takes is for, which is a very realistic scenario. Say this evening, Bradley Wheel comes out and hands in a trade request. Mm-hmm. What, you know, look, I don't think Bradley Beal just for Ben Simmons does enough to take us over the line. But say Maury works his magic and manages to get Bradley Beal, then manages to get Zach Levine, which I do think that's probably something that's possible. Say we manage to get those two people while shipping up Ben Simmons. You, If I told you right now, would you rather have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid or Zach Levine, Bradley Beal and Joel Embiid? You're taking the latter. And yeah, it's not, it's not these, close. Yeah. And it's got to the point where the, that is a very realistic thing that could happen. Because if, if Bradley Beal becomes available, you trade Ben Simmons for him. And then you try and work something with Zach Levine. He's only got two years left. And he's not, I don't think he's too happy at Chicago. I can't imagine he'll re-sign. So they're going to want to you know, cash in on him if the right trade comes around. Yeah. So Ben Simmons knows there are trades to be made. And I think there's perhaps another bit of a difference is that previously, you know, James Harden wasn't trying to get himself moved. Bradley Beal wasn't trying to get himself moved. Trades are there to be made if he doesn't hold up his end of the deal. And currently he's not. Um, but yeah, it, it's a very precarious point for Ben Simmons. And like I said before, this should, this should be the time where he has to prove himself that he should be on this team. Because he should also appreciate that if he doesn't prove himself on this team, the likely destination, the, likely, the next team that he's likely going to be on is the Washington Wizards. And they're going nowhere slowly. So the thing is, put it up now. I... I believe that Bradley Bill is not going to finish this season as as a wizard. I, I really do. And if if he does, I don't think he starts next season as a wizard. I'll just extend that just a little bit. Yeah. Um, my fear is is that I I don't know why Wizards want Ben Simmons anyway because they already have a Russell Westbrook. So it's kind of like they would have to either try and shop one or the other. Now Ben Simmons would be easier to shop than Westbrook. But I'd think they'd have to find another team for him because Westbrook and Simmons is dreadful. It really would. Now, yeah. now they might be able to shop, but you know, they're thinking, right, we're, we're trading Bill, we'll blow this up and we'll shop, you know, we'll try and either build around Ben Simmons and try and shop Westbrook, which I think would be nigh on impossible, or we try and shop Ben even further and, and get some more picks. But the thing is with Bradley Bill is he is the next option, isn't he, in terms of Ability-wise, he is no James Harden, but he's a damn good scorer. I think he's actually the best scorer in the league right now in points per I mean, game. Yeah, goes without saying. We saw what yeah. he did against us. <laughs> yeah, he can't. I don't believe he has to take over kind of thing about him the way that James Harden does. But I also look at it, and I, know, I agree, Bradley Bill is the next best option. But I'm also like, but how? How are we going to get him? Because a Ben, as I said before, Ben Simmons' values tumbling. It's a team there he doesn't really fit. You know, if another, I think there's going to be a lot more teams in for Bradley Bill because he's a lot, you know, he's a guy that you want on your team rather than I think a lot of people didn't want James Harden on their team. Yeah. So that scares me a little bit because it's like, you know, if other teams who are interested come in with some nice players, yeah, okay, they might not have the ability of Ben Simmons, but fits the team better. Fits, well, yeah. So my, I feel now we're kind of not stuck with Ben. We can't be stuck with Ben Simmons. That's a, that's a good player to be stuck with. Yeah. But I kind of feel like we should be going all out for, for Zach Levine. Cause I think that's a, that's, I think we're starting to see now we saw with these Levine's interview that things are starting to turn. He's, I think we're going to start seeing more and more sulky stuff as they lose more and more games. 
But someone, I can't remember who it was who tweeted, it might have even been Keith Pompey again, but he said, well, what's to stop the ball, Sam? We'll have Ben Simmons then. If Ben Simmons' value continues to drop, what is to stop the balls turning around and saying, we want Ben Simmons for him? Sorry, you're not giving us as an expiring Danny Green and, you know, maybe Matisse's Like, who knows? It might get so precarious. I don't know how long Levine's got next. I think he's got till the end of next season. And then... He's obviously going to be due some money, but is that that scares me a little bit because it might get to the point where we can't get Bill. I'm sure we're going to go in for Bill if that does happen. It starts to go wrong and Bill does want out of Wizards. We'll be in for him. But if we say strike out on Bill, if I'm Chicago Bulls and Ben Simmons is still playing the way he's playing now, I'm going to say, well, we want Ben. Like yeah. Ben's no, untouched. You know, if Levine's still hitting 27 points a game. Do you see what I'm saying? Is it not? Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's a real issue. Like I said, with the stock going down so much, you know, yeah. what this this potential Levine trade, Ben Simmons is completely off the table, you know, three, four weeks ago. But now with how he's been playing and what we've seen from him, it's got to the point where, well, you know, that seems like a fair trade. It's not <laughs> unreasonable to think, is it? You wouldn't, not, not you're at now, all. If you'd have said to me at the start of the season, Bulls weren't, Simmons for Levine, I'd have said they are off their heads. That's embarrassing. Now you're looking at it and going, oh, if he carries on playing this way, <laughs> we're, we're, we're yeah. not far off. Like, yeah, no. And it's really, it is a real shame. But, like, you know, we talk about all these trade ideas, and because obviously talking about trades is just very, very fun. But again, we're going to have to stipulate that there is still a very large, you know, w- opportunity for Ben to come good out of all this and still be on yeah. the Sixers team. And what I will say is that if you recall last season, um, the start of last season, people were saying, this was before the All-Star break, that Ben Simmons should not get the All-Star so you know he can focus on his game and people were frustrated with him. He started slowly last season. And look, does that justify how he's done this season? No. But all we know is that it can... All I'm trying to say is that, and illustrate, is that in very quickly in the NBA, your form can change. <laughs> there is nothing stopping the next four or five games, Ben Simmons averaging a 20-point triple-double or something like that, and then perceptions change immediately. He's just got to do it consistently. And he's yeah. to, you know, we talk about, I talk about the aggression side of things, and the, what, what's really annoyed me is um, I looked at um, when he turns the corner and he comes at pace and then he just stops and then ships it out somewhere. And it's it's... I just don't understand what's going through his head. And then there's still also, you know, when we look to the James Harden game yesterday, his first game for Brooklyn, he got um, double-figure assists. Oh, he got 30-point triple-double. And some of these assists just came in the flow, and they're not forced like Ben's assists. And also with Ben's assists, you know, he jumps up in the air and then panics and looks for a pass. Yeah. And Harden never did that. Harden always, you know, kept the, def- the defense on their toes. Like, I could still go to the, go to the hoop. With Ben, it's just like you know exactly what he's doing, and it makes him that much easier to defend. You just got to cut those passing lanes and stay in front of the guy. And he just, yeah, it's just simple things that need to be improved on. I haven't mentioned a three point shot. I haven't mentioned the fact that he needs to improve on that side of things, free throws, whatever else, which of course he does. It is the stuff that we know he can do, but he's not doing. No, exactly. Like rookie season, Ben, just get to the rim. Just get to the rim and draw fouls. If he could just improve. He's free throw shooting as a star. You know, we, we're we starting to see a little bit more willingness of him to shoot wide open threes. Fantastic. I don't care he airballs him. I don't give a tiny rat's ass at he yeah, airballs him. It's exactly great so. to see him doing it. But what is, is what's happening now, as you just said, it's 
steam into the paint, jump in the air, shit, I've got to find a pass. Whereas Ben Simmons in his rookie year was going, I'll go to the rim and you can foul me then. You know, that's that's what we need. And hopefully, I, I believe he's got a good coach that will, a good, t- good coaching staff around him that will hopefully just give him the confidence to get back to the line again. Because I think a large part of that is his fear of going to the free throw line. I really, really do. And that's, oh, no, absolutely. it's, you know, you could cut half of his turnovers if he stopped with the, with the stupid passes in the air. I think now that the James Harden thing's over, there's no panic. There's no panic. You know, some people, you know, have hit the panic button and, oh, we're not going to win anything with Ben Simmons. It's over. Go out now and get it. What's the need? We were only in a panic because there was a James Harden available. That option has gone. There's yeah. no talk of actually Bradley Bill being traded other than fans hoping. <laughs> there's Yeah. There's no talk the of actually is, with, Levine leaving. There's just mm, fans I mean, hoping. Yeah. With with the Bill side of things as well, is that how many times have people said, oh, Bradley Bill needs to be traded? And he always comes out and says, I'm happy in Washington. Yeah. But maybe the straw, you know, maybe, you know, he's finally reached, uh, reached the edge of his, you know, patience with him. But like, uh, he always just seems to be there. I mean, the, regardless how bad the Wizards are, regardless of how well he's doing, he just always seems to stick around. So you just never know. Um, no, exactly. You've got to calm down, unfortunately, with a lot of these fans. And that's just fandom in general. But. But this is it. As you said it perfectly, Ben could go on and have find a, his usual form and still be a very good player. We might go out in the second round this year. I'd rather that. I I understood giving up the house and doing all of that for Harden. I still would have done it. But I'd, I'd rather us not panic into that right now because that Harden option's gone. So we might as well sit tight. Let's let's get behind Ben. Let's see what he can do. You know, if that other trade comes, if that Levine trade comes, if that Bill trade, we'll approach that when it comes to it. But right now, people are almost trying to force a trade that doesn't exist. And yeah. you might as well get behind Ben because he's not going to stay this bad. He's not going to stay this bad. We've seen him have runs like this before. I believe he's got good coaching staff around him. But I do believe now more than ever, that once a player is put on the trade table, I think they stay there. That is my honest opinion. And unless Ben really suddenly turns the corner, I'd be very, very shocked if the start of next season, Ben Simmons is still a sixer. That's my honest opinion. I think that's fair. Um, I, I, it's not, I think I get your point that once you're on the trade table, you don't get off it. I, I do understand that, but I think essentially what, how I would interpret that is that he, he's, if the right player becomes available, like a James, no, like a James Harden level one, um, or indeed if Bradley Beal came, I think I think the Bradley Beal one I'd only do if I knew I could also get Zach Levine. So I'm not too sure if um, I'm a hundred. If we just did a Beal trade, if that's what I want to do. Um, but the fear is with the way tricky. the um, the way the NBA trades are going at the minute, Bradley Beal's probably going to get one of the biggest hauls in the league oh, as yeah. well like this this drew holiday situation and to be this... fair um i listened to um was it Derek bogner and he said the other day he said actually daryl morey is at fault for this for bloody doing it with russell westbrook at houston this inflated everyone's price house, yeah throwing you know they're saying that for, for title contenders picks are meaningless in the nba right now they're just meaningless so this whole you know drew holiday they threw the house at it this uh, Russ Westbrook at the time who threw the house for it. Obviously, James Harden is James Harden, but they still gave away their entire future. That's what's going to change with Bradley Bill. What's the stop wizard saying? Well, we want in a complete haul of picks for Bradley mm. Bill. Especially they're, they're absolutely going to rebuild if Bill goes. I mean, there's no way they're going to try and, you know, move things around to come back that, to being playoff contenders. If he goes, they're going to want picks and they're going to want OKC style. How many picks was it for Holiday? Was it four first rounds? Four, it- yeah, four or five. It was something crazy. So what's Bradley Bill going to get? He has to get something similar, right? That's the way. Well, if, if Harden was worth seven, 
and then it's some very good. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's really hard to try and do the maths to try and convert it all over. But obviously, Paul George was worth how many was yeah. Paul George? I mean, he was four or five again, and and he's look, a, I do think he's a fine player. Yeah, PG is better than Beal, but you know, there's not too much between them. Um, yeah. So. You, Look, the Washington are going to have a really chance their arm because they've got him on a very nice deal. He doesn't. It's not as if he's on an expiring or he's going to be expiring soon enough. He's there for the foreseeable unless they get what they want for him. Yep. Yeah, I just think that, you know, Levine. I don't think you'd get the house for him, but you'd still. I still think it'll be a. It'll be an overpay because of the way the league's going at the minute. You need someone you're almost overpaying for them now. Oh yeah. Um, it's just, yeah. That's why, I still sit here. And I'm not a Ben hater, but I that is why I still said that even though that offer that we apparently came at, uh, sorry, that Houston apparently wanted made me balk, I still look at it and go, we should have done it. Because I'm now looking at it thinking, well, I'm a bit intrigued to see where this team's going to go now. I really am. Yeah. Um, that's not to say I wouldn't have winced because I would have been like, man, if this goes It's a really, wrong. really tough decision, isn't it's, it? It was, it's the whole thing, you know, if James Harden was 27, 28, it wouldn't even be a question. It wouldn't be a question. But it was such a precarious situation with his age, with his attitude, and with his contract, that it would have been fulfilling. It would have been, the whole process era would have been thrown into that James Harden trade. And if that had failed, we would have been fucked. <laughs> like royally, yeah, royally. It would have really put us back. And we've seen yeah. before in the past when, when big trades go wrong. You just got to look at the Brooklyn Nets when they trade for KG and Paul Pierce. And look, that was a different sort of scenario. But we've seen that if you don't trade properly and you trade poorly, this is what can happen. And it can be a real, really hit your franchise yep. for the best that's, part of the decade. That's that's why I'm not crying that it didn't happen. I wanted it to happen, but you won't find me screaming and shouting because you can't scream and shout at someone for not wanting to give up your future. Teams like yeah. LA, they can do that. They can throw away every pick because they're a Lakers. Everyone wants to go to the Lakers. Yeah. Philadelphia 76ers are not in that position. So when you throw away all your picks and you're not a free agent destination, it's hard. It's hard to recover from that. And the recovery is your tank again. So I'm mm. not mad. I would have done it, but I'm not, I'm not, you know, we'll move on. We'll see what happens. But, Man, this league's fun. I'm not going to ask you. It's, like... uh, it's, uh, it's fantastic. It's great <laughs> entertainment. There's nothing like it. I mean, I guess the only thing that, that can kind of compare is transfer deadline day, but that falls short a lot of the time anyway. Yeah, but we had a no, few seasons it, like it, didn't we? we you know, yeah. The, um, the old Berbatov on the last day. Of oh, the yeah. Like, there was a Torres one, Carol and all that. Yeah. But yeah. no, there's no, nothing, nothing compares to NBA trading. And I think it's only going to heat up. Um, Look, Beal does seem to be the obvious next big name, but you never, you never know, to be honest. No, exactly. I mean, and this... what, I, mean I don't want to sound morbid, but what's stopping Ben Simmons handling a transfer, not transfer request, a trade request? <laughs> no, exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. Anything can happen. It, don't tell me it's not eating his, it's not in his mind right now, because mm. I think Ben's a good guy. He's not, he's got an ego, but not in a way that I think you'd ever see a James Harden situation. But as if that's not playing on your mind right now. As if, you yeah. know, you were the guy, you were the number one pick. I know it's Embiid's team, but I'm, you're still Ben Simmons and it's got to hurt his pride and, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But I, I'm quite chilled in now because I, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing from Tobias. It's great to see what's happening with, with Tyrus Maxey. This is a nice team. This is a fun team that's going to give every, anyone a game with. It's fully healthy. It's going to be a great series. It's much more enjoyable to watch. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, 
Ben Simmons is now he's out there that he will be traded. It's going to be very interesting to watch for the rest of the season, in my opinion. Yeah, I think for him, for him now, it's sink or swim. You can either rise to the challenge or you can just fall away and start feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah. And I think what's we talk about his characteristic earlier, you know, his ego. And I think just what, from what we know about the guy, which is very little in the grand scheme of things, you would say that he, you know, he want to rise to the challenge and he will improve. And look, we talked about how the last two games haven't been good, but it, it can all change very quickly. Of course it can. It's a reactive it's, league, isn't it? Yeah. You know? and we, at the start of the season, you know, Tobias didn't start brilliantly. People were like, oh, trade him, trade him, trade him. And yeah. now he's one of our best players at the moment. So it doesn't take long to redeem yourself and, you know, get your reputation back. And I don't see him staying in this rut forever. I think you know, people like Sam Cassell, you know, obviously a very good point guard back in his day. He's going to tell Ben what he needs to do. Doc will tell Ben what he needs to do. And we'll go from there. I yep. think, you know, I think, jo- I think Joel's visibly frustrated as well. So maybe it might just take a few stern words from him to also help him realize that we're not angry at him because he's bad. We're angry at him because we know he can do a hell of a lot better. We've seen it. Yeah. You know, we've seen him be aggressive. We've seen him go to the line. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, but I do. My gut feeling is that he, I'm not sure I'm so convinced that he's not going to be on this roster. Um, I'm not to- totally convinced on that on that idea. But um, I am convinced, however, that there will be some semblance of improvement improvement not not crazy ones but just it won't be this for the rest of the season no no definitely not and yeah to wrap it up you can do a lot worse than having Ben Simmons on your team yeah and I think a lot a lot of people need reminding that like you know I've been pro hardened from the start but I was I'm not you're not going to find me slamming my fist on the table that we've been left with Ben Simmons so Mm. um yeah I think that that'll probably I think we've just about covered everything there um it's a fascinating season you know, watching Harden last night, the Nets are going to be good. But they are fun. They're a fun team. I still, I really like this team. I really, it's, it's fun to be a Sixers fan again, and I'm sure you agree. It's like yeah. it's still frustrating as hell. You know, last night's game was still frustrating as hell, but it's a, it still feels like a different kind of frustration. You know, last yeah, no, absolutely. We're in a lot better position, and you know, it's a weird season, but there's definitely stuff still to happen, in my opinion. So. I'm sure we're going to have a few more pods before <laughs> before the season is out. But Yeah. Um, well, one thing I, I, will, I will just add, that I didn't mention it earlier. There's one trade which has really slipped under the radar, which I think could happen, and that would be Mike Scott and Furkan Korkmaz, because Isaiah Joe's shown that he's probably already better than Korkmaz, if not as good. Yeah. Mike Scott, Furkan Korkmaz, a couple picks, maybe a sec- few second rounders, PJ Tucker. I, 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 yeah, I think that's I think that's one we might pursue and we very much should pursue because that would be a great player to get on this roster. Yeah, and you'd like to think that Maury connection, although we said that about Harden, but that Maury connection. Yeah. yeah, he'd be a really good addition. Really good addition. You know, a bit more experience in there. Um, and as you say, aside Joe, just what a treat he is to watch. So, oh, he's great, isn't he? Yeah. Fantastic. It, you know, while I, not to not to dunk on on Cork, but you know he's. Asajo's doing exactly what Cork should do and just let it rip every single time he gets the Only ball. Be- he's better defensively than Cork has yeah. as yeah, well. Yeah, he's proved himself able. You know, the guy's mm. like tiny. Let's be real, he's not built like an athlete. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's doing great. This team's a lot more fun. It just really yeah. is. There's, there's not a player on this team that I think, oh shit, when he walks on the court. So enjoyable stuff. But that'll do it. We'll wrap things up there. Ben, where can they, where can the good people of the Sixers fandom in the UK 
find you online? Okay, so on Twitter, it's at UK76ers. That's UK and then numbers form 76ers. Um, the YouTube is linked on my Twitter bio, but that is also UK76ers. So basically, it's after every game, there'll be my opinions about 15, 20 minutes long per video. Just recorded the one for the Memphis game just before I came on to here. So that'll be on, and I want to say about an hour or two. I just need to do a bit of editing here and there. But all that's there for you. Just go to the Twitter and you'll find everything else from there. That's me. Yeah, really enjoying those videos, by the way. They're really good. No, they're really good. So anyone listening to this, make sure you go and check it out. And you can find me at SixersBobby underscore on Twitter. Like I said, we're going to do this kind of whenever stuff happens with the Sixers, which could end up being almost a weekly podcast at this rate. But yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Um, Don't forget to, to leave us a review and all that good stuff if you enjoyed it. Um, and we'll see you inevitably in in a couple of days, probably <laughs> when something else massive happens with the Sixers. But yeah, see you later. Yeah, speak to you guys soon. Cheers, babe.